Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Hello and welcome to the Talk United uh, Herald Express Devon Live Keep Keep Going Keep Going podcast. Um, no uh, Guy Henderson today because he's off gigging. He's doing young man stuff, going to gigs and uh, enjoying himself in London. So uh, Richard Hughes, I'm I'm joined by David Thomas this week, who is resplendent in his cycling gear after cycling to the the, um, the training ground for today's press conference and uh, car off the road car off the <laughs> road morning. bike on the road couple of hills to do <laughs> fine you do a lot of cycling Dave to be fair I, don't I you? try I try to you get try out to. I think a you couple put of times a, a week yeah I try <laughs> to get out a couple of times a week whilst the old juices are still going around absolutely absolutely we'll, we'll, we'll catch up in a minute we'll, we'll go and listen to what uh, Gary said um, in the podcast today uh, sorry in the press conference today obviously it's it's still a, a one of those press conferences that you, you go into with trepidation because, you know, it's another defeat, bottom of the table, now two points. But um, again, he was quite quite up, wasn't he? Quite jovial. So uh, we're going to have a listen to that. We'll see you, and I get to say it this time, on the other side of Gary Johnson. So, Gaffer, looking back on last Saturday at York, we created the chances, we played well in spells, but got undone by a mistake. Is it frustrating that the chances just aren't going in for us at the moment? Yeah, it's very frustrating because we were very, very close to having six points, let alone you know, uh, no points over the last couple of games. So um, yeah, we're uh, we just got to you know understand football. Um, sometimes that happens. It's not nice when you know you're fighting to get off the uh, the sort of relegation zone, <coughs> but we will do. Um, because I think we're doing enough to warrant a win pretty soon and uh, and then you've got to get a couple of wins together now you've got to go at some point on a run but as you say it wasn't a total disaster in not picking up any points but as you say we had opportunities in both games to come away 1-0 winners if you like or 3-2 uh, in our favour uh, for the home game because we had the header cleared off the line and uh, they went up the other end and, and actually got the winner. This was uh, in the game at home. And then uh, second one, Jarvis, you know, obviously went through, hit the goalkeeper in the face, struck it well. And then, what, 10 minutes later, they go up the other end and score against us. As you say, it wasn't just one mistake, though. It was one or two mistakes and you know, we lost it at the back there. and. Uh, and then obviously the ball went under under Mark, which is unusual because he'd, he'd been playing very well. So um, you know we got we still lost the game, so we're still going to be disappointed, frustrated, as you say. But uh, you know the next game gives us a, a chance to get on the winning run if we can. Um, although we won't take these lightly, that's for sure, because they've got nothing to lose. It's a sort of a free hit for them. Um, but uh, I'm sure their manager will be saying, you know, these, these are not winning games, we'll be able to get at them and 
you know, they, they won't be confident. But uh, we'll have to we'll wait and see on the day. Now, two loan signings came in last Saturday in uh, Dylan and Chin, and they both played last week. It seemed to fit in well. Uh, was you glad to see that they just maybe a little bit of tweaking here and there were, were what you were what, what you were expecting? Yeah, um, obviously we knew enough about them to to put them in the team straight away. I mean, obviously Dylan came on uh, after 15 minutes, then he didn't start, and we were planning on maybe bringing him on late on. But uh, with Dan Martin's injury, we had to bring him on sooner, and then we changed our shape accordingly. Actually, they had a good first 20 minutes, half an hour, and then we sort of we went to a new shape, got Dylan in wide right, and um, and we looked a little bit more comfortable. So uh, we'll have to wait and see what we do this week. But uh, and Chin done his job, you know I thought, um, and he's going to be a threat in both boxes and that's that's what we needed unfortunately you know, he was, it's nothing to do with him the, the goal against and uh, we, were, we were pleased with him so there were two at the moment I know that they're going to be two decent signings Now we step away from the league this Saturday and into the FA Cup as we face Hampton and Richmond in the fourth qualifying round do you feel that this gives you a good opportunity to maybe get some momentum going going into the next batch of league games? Absolutely. I mean, it's a different competition, so everything's fresh. Um, it's a one-off game, so we've got to make sure that uh, you know there's there's no losing this one, then got to win the next one. You know, you've we've got to make sure we we win this one, and you've got to do everything you possibly can to to win it. Um, now we're at home. And uh, you know we we need a win at home. That's what we need. But we also we need to get through uh, to the FA Cup first round proper. That's what we we want to do as well. So it's um, yeah, take a big effort again. And uh, but it's one that you know is an important one to get the win. And then you have to get your first home win in the league. And then you, you start and you're getting on your way. You two wins on the trot. That's going to be important to us. What do you know about Hampton and Richmond? Have you obviously seen all the uh, videos of them and, and things like that going going into to kind of plan what your yeah. effort is going to be this week? Yeah, we have. Um, Downsy and uh, Louis, you know, they're the ones that sort of put all the pictures together and the not the tactics, but the the opposition's strengths and weaknesses um, and then I get to hear about them which I have done just before you boys come in here so that we, uh, we're we ready to do the training against what we think they may or may not play um, and again you go for their weaknesses and you, you're aware of their strengths I think it's a lot about us as well you know it's about what we do because at this point, when I say, yeah, we know everything about them, um, you know, some people might say, well, are you doing too much on the opposition and not enough on ourselves? Um, we do do a lot on ourselves, but we just give the boys the information that they need so that nothing shocks them. You know, they need to know who the real quicken is so they don't get caught uh, right at the start of the game. Uh, they need to know who the, uh, the big ones are in the penalty area, you know what I mean? So who to pick up, so on and so forth. So um, 
yeah, always by the time the game comes round, um, we'll know more or less. You can't always be 100% sure because, for instance, the last game we they changed uh, from a 3-5-2 uh, to a 4-3-3. And it doesn't sound like a big change, but it just said, meant that some of our players had to adjust to picking up someone else rather than the one they were given. And uh, it took us like 10, 15 minutes to get that sorted out. But it was still nil-nil at the time. Um, Gary, uh, you talked about it being a little bit of a free hit for, for them. I mean, how difficult is it when a club comes down here and obviously you're a scout, they're going to have a go at you, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they will. Um, yes, uh, you know, we are a scout just for the fact that we're uh, a league above. But um, you know, we, we've also got to be aware that they've got some decent players in their ranks. You know, they've got a few, few loans, as we just discussed, from, from clubs in the National League. So, you know, they'll be competitive. And the one thing we, we mustn't do is uh, start believing that we, don't, we haven't got to go out there and try our best, do our best. You have. We know the National League South and there's some decent teams in that. If uh, you allow them um, to play their best and you don't play yours and you get beat at that time. So we've got to make sure that we, uh, we're ready. And the great thing with the FA Cup is you don't know what the prize might be in the first round. I mean, last year it was a trip to Charlton, wasn't it, if you, if you managed to get through. Do you use that to the lads, you know, where you could be going, Sheffield Wednesday, that sort of thing? You, you do, you might say it in passing, but the lads know that already. You know, the FA Cup still means a lot to, uh, you know, people that have been around a little while, um, people a little bit older. Um, there's some clubs treat it, you know, you could get... Man United and then you get a group of you know, young lads from the under-21s or whatever. So, whereas before you would definitely have the Man United, Liverpool's, Man City's, you know, they, they'll want to put their first teams in it. Whereas now they've got all the European games and all different sorts of games that they tend to uh, spread it about their squad. But, um, but you know, it's the FA Cup's always financial as well. You, you want to you hope that it's the year that you get that opportunity to get a big club on TV and that can help a club out for a couple of seasons as financially. Um, but there's a lot, you know, there's a lot on winning this game and it's, as you said just now, it's a confidence boost, it's a win at home. You know, you can knock off a, you know, tick off a couple of boxes and, uh, and then tick off the next boxes that you've got to tick off. Brilliant. Thank you, Gary. No problem. You just mentioned it there a confidence boost it would be a confidence boost if we could get you know two or three goals more goals than we scored in one game this season just just to get that kind of feeling rolling really yeah, let's win the game first I think. Yeah. Let's talk about two or three goals yeah. one nil will be alright um, <laughs> but yes we've got to go you know, you're at home you know we're not going to sit back and say let's see what you got mm. um, so you know, hopefully we'll play with an intensity that is our normal game, usually what should be our game, um, and creating more opportunities than we've created previously. Not just because they're a league lower, but just to get us back into that uh, relentless attacking mode, which we, we've got, but we haven't shown long enough in the games previous. We've shown, them in bit, shown it in bits at home and away, but um, you know, unfortunately I'm not going to I'm not going to make excuses of things that have happened to us right now because nobody 
wants to listen on, on those sort of things. So you have to turn it round by playing well, winning the game, and if it's FA Cup, getting through the next round. Uh, and we've seen it a couple of times in, in in your tenure here as manager in the previous seasons that there have been runs of, of, of bad results, but once it's turned, mm. um, there's been runs of good results. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you one little excuse. Um, is that, you know, of course, this is still a new group, and I, I can't say that forever. Um, but if you look back and do a list of the players that we lost from last year, um, and we got them going, and then all of a sudden we lost basically a whole squad, and then you have to bring in people that uh, the previous group had got well into our game, you know, they knew our game. We didn't start particularly well again because, again, there were some new ones came in, but uh, we finished strong. And so, you know, we don't want to do that all the time. You hope that you bring players in that can handle it soon. Um, but we're still, this is still a new group. Um, and I am seeing a lot now of what we can do. And I want to show the supporters that as I said last week, there's hope, you know, there's hope that we're good enough to uh, climb the table. So you think there's a, there's a point where it turns where, yeah. you know, the players do start, will start showing that, yeah. that what you're seeing on the training That's ground. That's right, it yeah. comes with confidence as well. Yeah. Um, and they've all got it, they've all got ability. There's no one that can, you know, send me a letter in or mm. you say, look, he's not good enough mm. because... You know, we've seen them, they are individually good enough. We've got to get, uh, the sh try and play the same team twice, you know what I mean? You know, which we haven't been able to do. Um, there's another excuse I've already used to. But uh, I think you know, people that understand, understand what I'm talking about. Um, and we'll keep going and you know, the boys are working hard, we're working hard, uh, <coughs> clubs working hard, you know, everything that we need to be doing, we're doing. And we just, Got to make sure that we turn it around quick, as quick as we can, yeah. sooner rather than later, of course. Do you think in some ways that the first <coughs> few minutes of York, you've just been talking about getting information across to players about the opposition, etc., that if you substituted, say, Ben Winter, Gary Warren, uh, one or two others, Asa Hall, into that team, that they, mm. that this is part of the process that you're going through at the yeah, moment, exactly. that... that to younger players, for them to take that information on or to sort problems out for themselves is more yeah. difficult than, than if you had five, six, seven experienced pros who yeah. might recognise things. Well, it's bigger than most of our experienced pros who have been out yeah. for a little while and then they come back in and, and then like <coughs> this week, we had two lads come in, we had a long, uh, a long trip and uh, we, we trained at Leeds, so we had to get that extra training session in just so that the new boys could see um, the other boys around them, and we, you know, we had people on the bench that were um, just coming back. Um, we we tried <coughs> Hanson had just come back from a concussion sort of thing, you know. So there was, there, yeah, we have to, you have to keep working with them. That's yes. what, and we do it every day. We we work hard, and every session we do is geared around the way we play or the yeah. way we want to play, the way we know wins football matches, so long as the boys can perform it on the day. And if I didn't have a history of that, 
you know, of winning football matches, then uh, it would, those words would fall on stony ground. So, but, you know, there's, um, there's a team, there's a group of players here that can win, fo win football matches at this level and we just got to you know, get them going and get that bit of luck, if you like, you know, get rid of that black cat that you talked about last week and, uh, and see if we can't get going. And I'm sure we will. And on the injury front, what's the latest with Dan Martin? Has he had a scan yet on his knee? Um... Um, he, I think his, yeah, his scan is tomorrow. Okay. Um, and we've got uh, Ross Marshall, Marshall also having a scan tomorrow. With his car. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we just, um, we, we do well to get the boys in at this moment in time, you know, to, to, to have these yeah. scans and, you know, we're going to break the record again with people that have, you know, had these. Have the club's insurance policies. Yeah, exactly, and, yeah. exactly. But, you know, that's, other clubs are going through that, but not every club. And mm. all successful clubs, generally the ones that we've had promotion with, you, you can more or less pick the same 11 every week and then only one or two changes at the most, whereas you know, we're having to make quite a few at the moment yeah. each week. Dan, of course, was the main, well, sorry, because Ryan took a bang as well, didn't he? But um, has, he, has he had to go back into a protocol again or not? He or, has or, for the early part of the week, yeah. Right. But his protocol finishes on Friday. Okay, and then you'll have another look. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think he can come into what they call contact training on Friday, right. uh, but he's kept himself fit yeah. because at the moment it's, it's protocol and he feels right as rain, he's very yeah. um, you know, he's frustrated that he, that he feels good. He wants you, to, you were saying he it wasn't the head bang like the previous one? No, it, it wasn't. The no. ball hit him. Well, he cleared a header and it hit him on the top of the head. Yeah, So yeah, it wasn't like a nutting one or anything? No, 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 no. It was just and you know, the balls we play with in this league seem to be quite heavy so when, they, when they do it. Yeah, they, Not like uh, when you were playing, though. No, no, no. no. <laughs> the lace used to cut your eye, didn't it? But, yeah, so there's a possibility he'll be available. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. he will be available. Yeah. So injuries, once again, Dave, are uh, a subject of conversation in the, the press conference. It's, it's been a funny season with injuries. I know we've said this season and season and season now, but... Um, you know, we were just talking, weren't we? It's more experienced players that are out more often than not at the moment. I think since the start of the <coughs> season, you know, you're talking about people like, <coughs> beg pardon, Asa Hall, Tom Lapsley, uh, Aaron Jarvis even, who's, you know, one of the key signings of mm. the summer. Um, we're out, all of them, for quite long periods. You know, thank goodness Hall and Lapsley are back now. And then we met, Moxie had his, his spell and, out. And, and Dean yeah. Moxie as well. And now, of course, Dan Martin is... All is, players who, if, if your whole squad is fit, are in the starting eleven. Very important players. Yeah. You know, we talk about Dan Martin. Dan Martin, isn't you wouldn't have him down as one of the really experienced players. No. But he's been at the club a year and he's come through the sort of processes that we've talk and, talked about. Uh, you know, young turning, you know, boy turning into man, all that kind of and, stuff. And Gary's, Gary's emphasis on his game and the players getting his game. Dan got that at the end of last Absolutely season, Absolutely did, yeah. yeah. So, and, and now he's out as a result of a knee injury picked up at York. 
um, which is you know very disappointing. Yep. And I know that you know th these aren't good and happy messages to get across and talk about. You know, people don't want to hear about them in the end, really, especially when you're losing. Um, but you know, if 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 a manager almost has to start, sit down and pick a new team each week it's not it's not the best way to be going about it is it well gary did say just then in the press conference that all the all the teams that he's done well with you know the promotion teams the teams that have been challenging from promotion they've all been teams that haven't had to swap and change every week and i think that's the same everywhere isn't yeah. it you know we, we we can think back to you know even in recent memory uh, um you know that leroy's you know great side and and paul buckles you know uh, since then mm. you know you could go through the back for pretty regularly yeah. the midfield was more or less the same all right there would be the odd change of course there would be but you just it you just, wouldn't get the changes that we're having to do no now. no and I, and I think at the moment as well like when you've got young players in who are, are learning the game and trying to become confident a lot of injuries you see for instance uh, one or two when they first touch less them down or you know they slightly miss hit a pass that's when people have to stretch for stuff yeah. that's when you pick up injuries yeah. when you're playing well within yourself in, t in football terms I don't mean in terms of effort that, that you know you tend not to pick up those injuries it's when you're having to you know when your first touch isn't great for one reason or another, maybe because you're trying to, you know, I, I, I've been watching Brett McGavin the last few weeks, you know, who who's a very, very talented player who hasn't really hit it off yet. Mm. You know, he hasn't made his mark here. If you watch watch him when he first receives the ball, it's almost like he's already looking for the next pass, mm. which of course is what good players do. But he's trying to manoeuvre the ball into a position to hit a really good pass with his next touch instead of just first touch get it under control play a simple ball all that kind of stuff and, and, and also know where his teammates are expecting the ball to fall well, etc he, he's exactly i mean he, he he's got all that vision mm. and we saw, we've seen it from him in glimpses haven't we but it's almost like he's trying to force it at the mm. moment young scott smith's another one he's he's a very good player kieran evans you know it, talented lads who were trying to force stuff to make things better and to pull off a great pass or, or etc etc and that sometimes when you take yourselves into the territory of you're at full stretch yep. you're on a turn maybe when you shouldn't be all that kind of stuff and that's when you get hurt and and united have been picking up those sort of injuries the other thing is that gary's johnson's style of play uh, certainly at this level lower division levels is very high tempo very high energy and they have to train as they play mm. so mm. there's always a danger especially early in the season where young players are coming in they haven't been quite used to that training regime and they have to train hard and the sessions are very intense and you know you there is a risk of picking up injuries in those as well but you hope that the long-term gain is worth worth the short-term pain if you know what I mean. One, one of the things that is thrown up all the time on social media is what are they doing in training because they're all getting injured you know is it, is it what's the problem is there a problem with but I think you just highlighted the fact that they are, are having to train like they play. Well th that's how you know Gary has referred to it on odd occasions mm. in the past but um, you, you know I think we've all seen in the last few years uh, certainly in the playoff final team and you know when United have been at their best they do play under Gary Johnson they do play a very high tempo high energy you know uh, um, uh, game mm. uh, they try and win the ball high up the pitch 
I, I always remember Aaron Namain when he first came into the side. It was a huge learning curve for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, and uh, uh, he, they, they, he'd, he'd only ever been an out-and-out -out winger at Man City, you know. Uh, zippy 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 went past fullbacks you know crossed it did whatever his job yeah. was and then he came to Torquay and they were trying to play him in a wing back role you know uh, I can remember I think Dean Moxie may have been injured or it wasn't quite working there and there was a game at Eastleigh on a Tuesday night and they'd been working on him for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks um, and he and I mean he was at his best on the right wasn't he but he played yes. on the left that night and he's he's it was almost like the penny had finally dropped. The light went on. And he was yeah. up and back yeah. and up and back. And, and That's a lot of mileage to cover. It's a huge yeah. mileage, physically and mentally, mm. to get into your head. That's what you have to do. Yeah. Ben Whitfield came as an out-and-out -out winger. Didn't do it immediately. Yeah, Correct, absolutely. didn't actually do it immediately. Finally became that up-and-back, up-and-back, up-and-back wing-back type player. But it's a bit like looking back in the day. Danny Stevens was an out-and-out -out mm -hmm. jinking winger, wasn't he? He ended up as a virtually as a wing back in front of Kevin <laughs> in front of Kevin yeah. Nicholson, and when Nicholson had pushed on, Danny Stevens would drop in behind him and help out, and all of that. It's becoming that experienced pro in a position that really works when you do it properly, yeah. and you can. Dan Martin is we've just mentioned the classic example of it. When he arrived last season at the start of love season, I can remember he got sent off at Haven and Waterloo. That's right. And, yeah. we'll, and we'll take we'll talk yeah. about Haven and Waterloo in a minute. He got sent off, and I remember whoever was on the radio it was absolutely slaughtering him. I remember. That's uh, right. Uh, um, after he got sent off, <coughs> we lost the replay four four two, and everybody's going, "Oh my goodness!" You know they've made a mistake here. Come the end of the season, he's, he's an automatic he's choice. The and, one that and, you keep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, um, but it doesn't help United in their current circumstance. They've suffered seven defeats in eleven games. They're two points adrift at the bottom of the table, and they are desperate for a it, win. It sounds horrible, doesn't it? And and, and it's almost <coughs> counterintuitive to say it, but they played well apparently at York. Well, and I'm not, you know I'm I'm going to say that Gary won't say that. No, he'll he'll hint at it. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult for anyone within the club to say, "Hang on a minute, we're playing well." I think I think playing well is one thing. Playing, playing well in patches is another. Playing and, well in winning games and, is another. And, and, yeah. and exactly, <clears throat> and playing well isn't enough. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not enough. You you have to play well and make it count. Yeah. And the fact is, United, by all accounts, were all over the shot for the first twenty minutes at York. York. They were expecting York to play a certain way. Well, here we go. You've got to adapt to these things. But as I was, we were saying before, <clears throat> you stick Gary Warren, um, uh, 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 Carl Cameron, Carl yeah. Cameron, Ben Winter, or Joe Lewis in, yeah. into that back four. Yeah. They would probably have adapted quicker yeah. than a than a back three with 18-year-old Chinwike on Coley, mm -hmm. Coley from Millwall. Ali Omar still learning his trade, yeah. and obviously Dean Moxie on the other side. There's a voice of experience uh, among them. One, yeah, yeah. one, um, and this is the the thing. And of course, United <coughs> did sort it out eventually, uh, uh, with a with a, a change or two, um, and we'll see. Hopefully, over the next week or two, uh, those sort of things starting to. But it's it's tough old job. In other words, on the training ground here at Seal Hain, we're sitting here with cloudless blue skies, yeah, and beautiful. another training session about to start. They have to go through that and to get young players to take all that on board, 
and then have a chance of taking it into Saturday when the whistle blows and there's a crowd in and things start going wrong or going right or, or you or know whatever, all the yeah, things yeah, in between yeah. that's when you have to remember what you've been told and uh, you know how you bring it to the game yeah I've always remembered John Benson the old United captain from the 1960s and uh, a great great man and and he used to he used to always say to me Dave the world's full of Monday morning players mm. And what a great phrase that is. In yeah. other words, there's guys who look absolute million dollars on a, on a training come pitch Friday. on a Monday morning, come three o'clock Saturday yeah, afternoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. watch out. And um, <coughs> it's, uh, that's what managing and coaching is all about. And, and, and United haven't got many experienced players to come right back to what we were talking about originally. Thank goodness Hall is back now. Mm -hmm. Lapsley is back. Mm -hmm. Moxie is back. Jarvis is back. Yep. Um, and it's a bit frustrating when someone like Dan Martin you know, obviously Picks up drops an injury. out. Yeah, I mean, so. we don't know if we'll see him. Well, we won't see him tomorrow. Well, uh, he has a scan. Uh, Saturday, was, I wouldn't have thought. Gary was saying he's got a scan. Is it tomorrow? Him and Marshall and, both and, have scans. And Ross Marshall. Yeah. Um, so they're not going to be back anytime no. soon, are they? You've got Kieran Hansen Evans out. Be. Yeah, Hansen, uh, a bit of a weird one, just came back from a concussion process. I think, I think <coughs> if he felt dizzy after... Excuse me, I've got... <coughs> frog in my throat. Um, if he'd felt dizzy after a run-of-the-mill ball to the head during a normal game, if he'd not been out with concussion, then I, I think it would have been fine. But it was just the fact that having that, that ball to the head quite quite hard in a game just after coming back from from concussion made a difference. Well, he played on yeah. and got to half-time yeah. and then cleared, <clears throat> felt, felt a little bit sort of... Uh, I, he, yeah. he's, well, he wasn't ill or anything no. like that, but but he, he just wasn't quite right, and so especially having been through one, they'd have been well, they'd have been criminal to send him back yeah, out yeah, again yeah. if he yeah, wasn't yeah. feeling right. So, um, but we'll see, we'll see with him. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, as, as far as we know, again, it was the old <laughs> guessing game. The two lone, new loan players are available on Saturday. Yeah. What did you make of them, Dave? Uh, well, um, I haven't had a chat with my mate Paul Hall about um, Dylan De Silva. <laughs> um, obviously, I didn't see the game on, on Saturday at York. Um, uh, uh, <coughs> very quick. <laughs> um, <coughs> proper out and out winger, and we'll see uh, um, you know, what he can bring to the party. Akoli. Mm -hmm. uh, Strapping great centre back, 18 years old, yeah. and De Silva is what 20, 21, 21 something 20, like that. Yeah. You know, right. so here we go it's, again. It's so young, but uh, you know, we know. Look, Stephen Duke McKenna, uh, Stephen Duke McKenna, he yeah. was quite young. Um, Sinclair Armstrong, quite young, but they they were they brought something. They brought PPR. something to the yeah. party in the end, and and of course that they proved <clears throat> they're both quite strong. I think the thing that always impressed me about those two in their different ways yeah um what sinclair was what 19 yeah when he came yeah. to us uh, 18 i think he was may actually, have been 18 yeah, yeah. duke mckenna 20 20 something like that but you only had to bump into them to know that there was something there in the yeah. between yeah. the ears um then that makes a difference a huge it? huge difference yeah. You know, uh, in other words, you weren't going to knock either of them down very quickly. No, e no. Even on the training ground, I'll bet if Gary sort of, or Aaron sort of, you know, shouted a point to them or, or had, a, he probably never had a reason to because they were both good players and they were, they were up for it big time. But in other words, quite strong characters. Yeah. And that is, that is what will sustain them through their careers because whatever shouting and bawling may go on here at Torquay, and there isn't a huge as much of it as some people seem to think 
it is not it is nothing compared with what 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 they'll have to handle further down mm. their lives in their careers i always it always makes me laugh a little bit when you hear people sort of saying oh well you know uh, you know gary's too, ch too a bit too strong and a bit too brutal with them sometimes etc etc and i always go have you any idea what's waiting for these lads further up the line yeah, you know absolutely. when they in the, yeah. in the rest of their careers that, yeah. that, that, that I can, I can even in yours and my memories, we can dream up talking United managers who, even with, with Gary Johnson, would make him look pretty gentle. Yeah, you know, um, and uh, and you talk to some of the players they played under, who played under them, uh, who didn't particularly like him at the time, but respected them. Well, and then that you talk yeah. to them now, and yeah. they say. Best manager ever played yeah, under. Got, I didn't realise it of me. exactly. Yeah, didn't yeah. realise it at the time, or didn't you know? Found it hard to, to handle at the time. So, yeah, no. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what these two youngsters are, uh, are, yeah. are like, and looking forward to seeing them. Let's look at the FA Cup then. Dave Hampton and Richmond Borough um, haven't had the best of starts in the National South this season. Um, we tend to draw National South teams uh, in our recent history. Uh, last season, Ham. Uh, We've been here before. Yeah, last season, um, haven't and Waterlooville. Two all at home. Was it two all at well, home? We led twice. <coughs> yep. Uh, and I think when Jake Andrews was it scored. About yes, four, that's right. Four and on, on his time, comeback game, yeah, I think it was. Four minutes from time, we all thought two one. Thank goodness for yep. that. And then they equalised um, yep. with a guy called James Roberts, who's actually one of the best players on the pitch that day. Equalised deep into stoppage time, two all, and then we lost the replay four two. So we've been here before. We, we know the problems of these of these things. Uh, we were just chatting before we started the podcast about one or two of our FA Cup sort of memories mm. uh, uh, over the years. Uh, I, to be a good cup side, I always think that you need. To be physically brave and strong. Yeah. You, 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 cup football is not a chess match. No. It's an up and atom. It's a one-off on game or one-off one game. You know, it was interesting that the best side that you and I have seen in the last 30 or 40 years, Leroy's team in 2004, lost in the first round of the cup that <coughs> season. I'm trying to think who it was, but it was to a non-league team. I think it may have been Burton Albion or somebody like that when they were lower than when they were in the conference. Yeah. Turfed out of the cup in the first round, yep. best team you and I have seen for donkey's years, because in a way they almost played, they weren't a cup side. Paul Buckle's teams, cup sides. Mm. Physical, aggressive, pacey, made the odd mistake every now and again, in your face teams. You know, you're up and at them. There's no way any team that Torquay, that, that Torquay team, or even go back all the way back to Cyril Knowles' sides in, mm. in the 80s, physical, in your face up for it and the other team in, in a cup tie especially when you're playing a, a, a team above you you in your mind you think right well we can narrow the gap to that team yeah. by passion <clears throat> effort and commitment if you kick off and the other team i.e Torquay under Cyril Nels or Torquay under Buckle <laughs> is in your face from the first kickoff yeah. <laughs> that sticks you on your ass and is all over you you've already taken away the one thing they hope to to bring Utilize. to the party yeah, so uh, uh, and I, I well remember a, a hell of a day at Bognor Regis under Cyril Knowles Bognor Regis were a really good side in the Southern League they had Dave Thomas my namesake who was a right winger for QPR and Burnley who people and England who people might remember in the day they'd brought a load of supporters from Portsmouth came over there was about 4,000 there at Bognor Regis and they were up for it big time they thought they were going to turn Torquay over that day 
my goodness I've never they played in green I've never seen so many green shirts on the grass in the first 10-15 minutes <laughs> in my life that was the team of Impey, uh, um, McNichol, <laughs> Hazel Grave, Phil Lloyd. That was all, a strong all, team. All that that yeah. was a physically yeah. strong team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they steamed in, in, into Bognor Regis, squealing at the referee, asking for fouls all the time. We're beaten 3-1. And they took away the one thing that Bognor Regis hoped to to bring to the party that would be better, yeah, equal, yeah. Which better. Which was closing enough, the gap. Which was yeah. closing that gap. And, and, uh, <coughs> and Buckle seems are the same. So... Even if you're not naturally like that, and not every team can be because, you know, circumstance, that you have to bring that physicality and, you know, determination to those first 10, 15, 20 minutes. In so, other words, if Hampton and Richmond on Saturday, after 15, 20 minutes, are all looking at each other going, we fancy this big time, they're not up for it then you're in big, big trouble. So what, you, what you're saying is we need Tom Lapsley to go out there and, and, and clip a few ankles early Telling on. Me. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, you have to be all over these teams. You know, they're, 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 you have to take away the thing that puts a smile on their face before yeah, the yeah, kickoff. Yeah. And, and, they feel um, uncomfortable from the off, then you're on a good thing. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then hopefully your talent and your ability and your pace and your fitness and all that kind of stuff, because they're part-time obviously, mm -hmm. that eventually comes out and, and on top and wins you the game. But you cannot win cup ties by standing back and waiting for it to happen. Interesting, interesting. Um, we, we have had some decent FA Cup runs. So, I mean, they've been, they've been few and far between, don't get me wrong, but, you know, the Blackpools and the... The Newcastles and the, you know, the, the, and then and then some some big wins against big teams. What what sticks out in your memory from your your vast knowledge of, uh, <laughs> of, of talking in the FA Cup? On, Rich. <laughs> um, we haven't had a lot. No, and and it's probably worth saying that. Um, I I think you know Paul Buckle's teams were good cup sides because mm. of the things we've just talked about, and. Uh, I well remember them losing the tie at home to Coventry in the fourth round, which was United played ever so well that day, and they lost one nil at Playmore. Hell of a game, and we'd knocked all sorts out in that round, hadn't yeah. we? Um, uh, I do remember, I, I, and I think again, you're sounding a little bit like an oldie here. Cyril's team uh, in the first year, eighty-seven, eighty-eight, they went to after the Bognor Regis win, they went to Bristol City and won one nil at Bristol City. Yep. Um, that was a wonderful performance, built again on, uh, obviously we were the underdogs, but physically we competed very well with Bristol City that day. Well, we and, did the closing the gap that day. Yes, we yeah. did. And we had enough talent to come out on top and win that game. Surprise, surprise, dream of a cross from Mark Loram with the outside <laughs> of his right foot from the left wing and a diving header <coughs> from Dave Caldwell. One wow, yeah. And, and, that that was a, a hell of a victory, and it took us to Coventry in the next round, um, who were I the holders, I, who were I the cup there. holders yep. with Cyril Regis up front, um, and United played brilliantly that afternoon, absolutely on a bog of a pitch. It was. There was more yeah. sand than grass on it, wasn't there? Which was a third round tie. Yeah, I think it was the third round yeah. tie in, so that would be January. Um, Caldwell was magnificent that afternoon against uh, two big Coventry centre halves. Uh, one was called Stone, and the old oh, Brian Kilcline was the, right. was the, the yep. old Notts County centre half, who was the centre half of Coventry. Roasted them that afternoon. Um, uh, how we never took the lead, I don't know. Uh, Corwell hit the bar, um, all sorts. And uh, I think it was a penalty uh, that John Impey, bless him, gave away, right. uh, which put Coventry into the lead. Cyril Regis uh, scored it. 
uh, and I think by my memory was there was a bit of a controversy about the second goal, which was, people think yeah, that uh, it was remember. a handball by by Regis. I mean, the, the, really oddly matter. enough, the, the the biggest memory of that is going into the ground. Uh, I was huge 16. support. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the. the <coughs> the atmosphere, the Talk United fans' atmosphere outside the ground was wonderful. And that it was day. wet. Yeah. It was a wet, rainy day, uh, and, and, <coughs> and, and it had been raining for several days before the match. The pitch was a bog, but um, it was a it was a, a proper proper cup day. And I can remember yeah. the Talkie fans coming. Around. Everybody was disappointed because we lost two 0 but everybody was proud of the way the team had played. And I always remember John Sillett, who had obviously danced around Wembley the year before yeah, with the cup, absolutely. coming into the press conference afterwards. And every, everybody knew what a game it had been mm. and how Torquay had not scored. Nobody knew. And Coventry, I think, were first division and Torquay were fourth. And John Sillett walked in and somebody said, well, well, Gaffer, what was your verdict on that? He said, well, a, a, um, you know, a fairly routine uh, a cup win. <laughs> and the whole press conference burst out laughing and he didn't get it. He, 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 he was quite upset that everybody was going, you must be joking, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, that was... Uh, um, that's that was one that was a might might have been yeah uh, game but we, also I, I i thought we talked about it before the away support that day mm. fantastic mm. as it nearly always is mm. at york last saturday yeah 251 yeah, torquay fans 315 miles from home i know obviously the majority of them would be exiled fans team bottom of the national league I can't think. Okay, Wrexham, Notts County, Chesterfield, maybe a couple more. But their but their money dictates that they're not going to be bottom of the league. No, but yeah. how many fans would the majority of clubs, even at League Two level, yeah. take to an away game 315 miles away when you're bottom of the league? Exactly. No, exactly. I thought I thought it was a fantastic turnout. I was, was expecting the away <clears throat> figure to be I don't know 100, 120, something like that. And when they announced it, and of course it was a big round of applause amongst the home fans at York um, uh, for the support so hats off to all, all the fans you and I know, know, know yeah. most of them exactly <laughs> and, um, they, they, these away people always seem and surprised and by the way there's a national train strike going on oh yes on, of so, course yeah, so, that as well so, so, so <coughs> but these, these away people always seem surprised by the amount of talkie fans that turn up at games but they shouldn't be because they've been, been doing it for years absolutely but I just thought in current circumstances you know yeah absolutely uh, uh, chapeau as we say in cycling to um, uh, well we've to, had to we've had a couple of away tendencies and there's no disrespect to the teams that have bought 48s and 27s but we have had them already this year yeah so yeah keep it keep it up goals fans because you're doing a great job and and you know we want this <laughs> we need your support really. well on, on saturday of course against hampton and richmond borough um and we should remember the borough part of it yeah i keep um, on writing it but well, no one says do. it yeah, yeah. um uh, obviously every everybody pays on saturday so the season ticket holders have to pay as well so the gates in these early round ties mm. i had a quick look last season for haven't waterloo but i think it was 1900 just under 2000 was, uh, which, which probably wasn't bad in the circumstances because actually we were in a remarkably similar position then yeah, to we are now. A couple of points ahead, but but yes. but not that you know not no. that far. No, I don't think we weren't bottom, but no. um, uh, so. <coughs> and look yeah. at where we ended up. I mean, I, I know at the end of the day we didn't make the playoffs, but we were we were hoping for the playoffs yeah. for for a large 
majority of the second half of the season. You should never say what happened then will necessarily happen now. You've got to do it first, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, of course and, you have. And, um, uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, you, you fingers crossed that um, the fans will turn up again on Saturday. Um, get behind the team, they always do. Uh, if if, if Torquay fans see the team out there putting it in and having a go, they'll take it. And it's interesting that after the Maidenhead game, lost 3-2, you know, a header cleared off the line at one end, yep. they go to the other end and win yep. it 3-2. Swapped around that quickly. Exactly. I was amazed how many fans stayed back at the end of the, uh, of, uh, of the match and all right, they, they didn't cheer them off the pitch, but they no. applauded the team, both there's the been no, and the grandstand. There, there are, there, obviously, there's grumbles online. Okay, obviously, so. there's grumbles when people have conversations in the pub, but there's no grumbles yet at the games well, that, that, that really stand out. No, individuals, quite right. You know, anybody <coughs> who pays their money is entitled to, 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 to say within reason exactly what they like, you know, and, and you and I have worked in this business a long time. People used to write letters to us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and remember them? Yeah, and people used to then email them in. Yeah, and, and you remember and, them? We do, yeah, and you and I used to have, have done that thousands and thousands of times. And, and said, I can remember, you know, sports editor saying to me, oh, we can't carry that, it's absolutely hell. And I said, well, hold on a minute, look, he's making a point, all right, he's using some nasty language and bad stuff, let's take out the, the worst bits yeah. and the, the sort of the more nasty aspect <clears throat> of it and still carry the letter because he's had, you know, etc. And we used to carry the letter like that. Now, unfortunately, the difference now is that on social media, self-publish. It's self-publish, yeah. self yeah. and and so that that sort of element of whoa, steady it down a bit, has has gone, gone unfortunately. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's people are allowed to say whatever they like, and you and I have heard people having a go, and they're, they're perfectly entitled to. And Gary would say the same thing, yep. funnily enough. Um, but you're right, as a group, as a, as a crowd, the Playmore fans are still, as we saw against Maidenhead, um, still behind the team. And, um, you know, when you think that was, what, six, seven home games without a win, mm. and most, most of them... No all, win at all, home all, yet this season. No win at home this season. And so, and, and I would say, I don't know whether most, but a lot of the crowd that last Tuesday night, or Tuesday before last, stayed behind and applauded the team at the end of the game. All right, they weren't cheered them off the pitch. No. <laughs> and, and that would be too much to no. ask, wouldn't it? But um, so, yeah, you know, if, if, they, <coughs> if they show up and show the right stuff on Saturday, the team will be, the, the fans will be behind them. Absolutely. And, and on Monday, when the draw's done, um, <coughs> you hope to be in the hat. Bloody draws have never been kind to us, have they? Not recently, anyway. I but you hope for a... Do you want Do you want an easy one in the first round, second round, and then a big one in the third I round? Or do you want a big one like Plymouth <laughs> or Portsmouth in the in the first round? Easy one at home. <laughs> That's yeah. what I always, yeah. always think. Get, get the Man, Man City in the, in the, well, in the third round. Um, I, oh, you know, people keep... Number, oh, Gar and Exeter always get the luck with Cups ties. Look but they, at, but look they, they, they have to get into those rounds. Exactly, yeah. Rich. They get through rounds. Yeah. If you get through rounds, you start putting some interesting ties. Yeah. Paul Buckles' teams, when we were in the conference, we had to play <coughs> through the fourth qualifying round. And then you, I can remember what we had. Oh, a team from Surrey one year. I beg their pardon. I've, I've forgotten their name yeah. now. Um, and, and Bath City yeah. and Yeovil Town when they yeah. were... The, the, Ely. Yeah. Got through them. 
and then all of a sudden the Blackpools and the Coventries and those sort of things yeah, start, start arriving. Yeah. Exactly. So you have to get through. So you first. You, you want you want some easy rounds, oh, easy time. rounds to the third round every time, rather than Plymouth yeah. uh, at home in. You got the prize round. money. You got the yeah. you got the prize True. money for getting through. I know it. I know in the <coughs> in the great scheme of things, if United's finances at the moment, nine thousand pound doesn't sound an awful no. lot. But no, um, and half of the gate from Plymouth away might might be decent, <coughs> but it's not going to be. It's not going to be. Yeah, Chelsea, exactly. Chelsea, Stamford Bridge on exactly. a get on, on through a, a few on rounds. a live game. Yeah get the live money as well the live tv money right okay well it'll be portsmouth away then <laughs> um or even or even crawley away or something like that oh that, don't yeah, go crawley yeah, don't go crawley don't yeah. go crawley and with that we'll say goodbye but um yeah it's going to be an interesting weekend certainly will be and we'll finish with come, come on, on you, you yellows. yellows come on you yellows flying high below the wembley archway sky today Come on, you yellows. Fulfill the pride.